Hello and welcome to the journalism.co.uk podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Granger. Each week, we bring you the most interesting conversations from around the media industry. Before we jump in, I always like to let you know that my inbox is always open to you, our listeners. Please send any thoughts on the show to jacob at journalism.co.uk. Right, let's get into it. Today, we bring you the highlights and takeaways from one of the exciting talks from day one of our digital journalism conference, News Rewired. We have three more exciting days ahead of us, so quickly go and grab your tickets on newsrewired.com if you don't want to miss out on the live talks. We started day one by talking about how to develop your business mindset as a journalist. I guess the natural question is, why should we bother? Well, the digital media landscape offers many opportunities for journalists to better understand their audience and in turn create a product that they will come back to time and time again. We spoke to Angie Lau, an award-winning veteran journalist who was the anchor of Bloomberg TV's flagship morning show, First Up with Angie Lau. But three years ago, her career took a new direction as she started up Forecast News, a digital news publication focused on blockchain, cryptocurrency and emerging technology in the Asia-Pacific region. She offers a guide today on how you can start to think more like an entrepreneur when it comes to weighing up opportunities for your own newsroom or personal endeavours. All of that's coming up after a quick word from today's sponsor. This journalism.co.uk podcast is supported by Memberful, which is the easiest way to sell memberships to your audience. You can monetize your fantastic newsletters through Memberful with no need to connect to a third-party email provider. Try it for free on memberful.com, where you can also take up pro and premium plans to really start cranking up and customizing your membership offering. It is answering that pain point. And I will tell you that is lesson one as an entrepreneur. There's a problem, you have a solution, boom. That's Angie Lau, formerly a TV anchor for Bloomberg News for almost a decade of her career. But three years ago, she set out on a new path by starting up Forecast News, a Hong Kong-based digital news publication focusing on blockchain, cryptocurrency and emerging technologies in the Asia-Pacific region. She was speaking to our News Rewired audience about what it takes for journalists to take up the mantle of being an entrepreneur, whether that is, like Angie, setting out on their own endeavours, or perhaps even getting creative and ambitious in their own newsroom. The truth is, according to her first-hand experience, that all journalists possess the innate skills to be entrepreneurs. That much is evident in the skills needed to work in a competitive and increasingly user-focused media environment. We all have entrepreneurial mindsets. Um, I think it's something that we may not be conscious of as journalists because you're going out there, you're digging up the stories, you're trying to convince sources to speak with you, you're trying to beat out the competition for exclusivity. And in that way, everything that I've described that makes you extraordinary in your job as a journalist also makes you an exceptional entrepreneur. Let's drill down into that mindset a little bit. If we all have it, is there a way to tap into it more? Angie says that fundamentally, all it comes down to is having a vision for a company, plan out how you're going to execute it, and then execute it. Sounds simple, right? But in order for all of that to happen, a few other things are necessary. The first of which is simply not being held back by your own self-doubts. The real mindset of entrepreneurial mindset to be an entrepreneur is actually to give yourself permission that that's actually the skills that you already have. And that's the truth of the matter, is that often we don't think of ourselves like that. 
And so if you don't think of yourself like that, you're just not going to be that. And so what I hope that, you know, in the time that we spend together is to really help you discover and realize and not even learn how to, but just realize that these are skills that you already have. And then how to apply that mindset so that you can be free to explore what this actually means for you in your career, in your current role, and potentially creating a future role for yourself in the future. I think, I think that's the true definition of entrepreneurial mindset is first and foremost, to give yourself permission to see yourself as one. We spoke there about vision, but vision more specifically needs to be viable and sustainable. It's not just about earning money on day one, though that's important. It's about consistently being able to do that. Sustainability comes down to two tenants, identifying a gap, need or demand in the market, and finding out how to create implicit value in the product you create so that people choose to continue engaging with it and supporting it. One of the critical pillars of the vision that we have at Forecast is you know, obviously all those external things that you see where we are covering blockchain, we're covering crypto, we're covering digital assets. This is a brand new emerging technology space. There is an audience that seeks more and more of this information, you know, how to create these products. But in the back of my mind, you know, even when I started this three years ago, when nobody cared about this space, when people really thought I was crazy um, and thought this is just a fad, it's probably going to go away. I mean, why pay attention to it? And yet the conviction that I had that this was not only what we needed to cover, but the importance of being in this space uh, to be able to define and help communicate a technology that is already shaping our world. And the inspiration or spark for this idea can be from anywhere. In fact, it might even be right under your nose. I'm now a, a, a mom of a close to five-year-old little boy. Actually, I think the business really started when he was born. Just the, the promise to him that I would try to commit whatever it was that I was good at to help shape his generation in whatever you know, role that I could play. And I think that's really where the seed of the passion of forecast really came in, to recognize that this is such a new technology that if people are confused by it, they will never see their future in it. And so that would be a tragedy in our view, because this is already a technology that is shaping and transforming our world. And to have people feel disenfranchised because they don't understand it, well, that is my role and this is our role as journalists is to make sure that that doesn't happen so that speaks to the value of sustainability is how can we create that value that sustains people that sustains knowledge transfer that sustains this desire to learn more if you type forecast.news into your internet browser seriously go and do it what pops up is not like the financial times or the Independent, or any other publication covering the crypto beats. Forecast is purple and vibrant, and there's hashtags and podcasts, virtual summits, explainers and links to engaging social media accounts. It's very clearly geared towards that younger crowd, but 
take nothing away from the quality of the reporting. When you think about sustainability, we come to this idea of implicit value. If people value something enough, you almost don't need to ask them to pay. They just will because the access and service you provide is worth it. Therefore, they are willing to pay for it, support it, sponsor it, whatever the case is. And in that way, creating a model of sustainability from a business point of view, from a monetization point of view, that is absolutely critical to the health of our industry. For far too long, I think we have surfed, uh, I would say over the past two decades, this really tense relationship between our readers and ourselves, training up people after cannibalizing our own work uh, by asking them to pay for a physical product called a newspaper and then cannibalizing it by offering it for free online and not figuring out how that would disrupt the monetization model and not realizing that that had grave, grave impact on just how things were run. And I think the lack of awareness um, in the early days as to what this technology would wield and how it would transform and adjust people's consumer behaviors when it comes to the media uh, was, you know, as we can all say, was very short-sighted. I think the main point here is that if you don't think critically about making something sustainable, you're kind of doomed. It's the very classic supply and demand mindset, but ongoing. Can you intentionally come up with something that people will need in their news coverage, and by supplying it, will pay for it? The difference now is that there are many options to get people to pay. Your options are not simply limited to a print product and a digital website. There's a new generation of journalists who have experienced that, who felt the contraction, possibly continue to feel the tension that exists right now within newsrooms, but also see examples where people are doing it differently, that there are new technology tools that allow journalists to think entrepreneurially for themselves in terms of a product and disintermediate themselves from a third party and go directly to source. You see this on platforms like Substack and Medium and YouTube, for example. There are technology tools that allow us to, you know, be of value and get value in return to get the kind of business and monetization sustainability where independent journalists can now also thrive if they have that entrepreneurial mindset and give yourself permission to think entrepreneurially. Um, so I think we're in this really exciting stage in media right now where technology has really given us the tools and now we just need the mindset to unlock where those opportunities are. What I'm sharing with you is that there is at the end of the day, that kind of sustainability thinking that we bring both to the business side and the content side. I want to stress that this is not limited to going at it alone, starting up a media brand all on your own back. This could actually, in fact, be a solution for your own newsroom and something which generates new revenue for your company. And that could serve you well as you think about your own career goals and trajectory. One thing Andrew prescribes is talking to the experts in your newsroom that you may not normally. Often journalists can shut themselves out have their heads in the sand and remain solely focused on getting their stories out. But what conversations can you have within your ranks 
to identify these needs and act upon them. I would start by asking different questions and talking to different people. So as journalists, we obviously amongst your mentors and colleagues and peers are all journalists and we have been taught to be masters of our craft, to hone our craft, the art of writing, the art of broadcasting, the art of storytelling, and that's fantastic. But I hope that within your universe of mentors, you also have managers and salespeople and business people that also see the same industry, but through a different lens. I would absolutely seek out your data analyst person within your own teams and just start asking questions. They would be so enormously thrilled to speak with you as you share transfer of knowledge. What they're looking at is you know, hard statistics, hard audience engagement KPIs, data that they're asked to really translate. And they probably are missing the kind of dynamic and the perspective that you can share. And what you're missing is probably the perspective that they can share. Here's how stories behave differently to different audiences. Here's a demographic that we don't speak to, but they seem to really respond to X, X, and X. And suddenly you have new data set and a new perspective that probably helps you do your journalism better. I know that for us, um, when we started taking a look at data, it's not telling us what to do. It is telling us how to think about what we do. And that's the truth of the matter. Um, I think one of the intimidation factors when it comes to data is the fear that, you know, we will respond and reply kind of like a clickbait uh, relationship that we have. The more people who want this, I'm just going to feed into that feedback loop. That's, I think, 20th century thinking. I think 21st century thinking is this is just another piece of information that informs you and you're the captain of the piece that you're writing um you're the captain of the subject matter that you're covering you're the captain being the captain of your own ship is a nice metaphor and to extend that one step further seeking different sources of information can help inform how you should journey into the sea ahead it's so easy to get caught up in your own circles and internal conversations but you're looking for an opportunity to seize upon. So why not expand your circle and get different points of view? Certainly when it comes to the golden question of what will people pay for, these wider conversations can be especially fruitful. At least that's the experience that I've had in probably a lot of newsrooms. The editors and, and the reporters you know, have their news meetings. They are probably skimming from other communications professionals in either PR releases or, you know, word on the street, you know, what are people talking about, monitoring what the competition is doing either in newspaper or in broadcast and the like. And if you think about that, that's actually a very closed network and um, of, of story ideation. And what I'm saying is people want to know different things uh, that motivate them differently. Um, and they might not necessarily tell you what story they want to get from you specifically, but there are needs and desires that they're hoping to fulfill. You may want to turn to your readers for input too, but remember what Angie said about that 21st century thinking, this is not gospel, it's guidance. 
Use it to inform your decision-making and your vision for the future. For that reason, open-ended, reflective questions are most useful. At Forecast, the questions that I ask our audience is not black and white. It's not, I want to see this story, I want to see that story, I want to see more of these stories. The real questions to ask is why? Why do you read us? What's missing? What are the frustrations that you have currently when you try to get information like this? It is answering that pain point. And I will tell you that is lesson one as an entrepreneur. There's a problem, you have a solution, boom. That's the product, right? And in that way, as journalists, to think about your story in that way, what's the problem? And the problem might not be the subject matter itself, but the problem is our audience wants to know more about X, but there's very little known about X, but there's probably three people I can ask about X that can present the solution Y. So isn't that a great story? That's a great story. Let's do that. Value comes from that. When people recognize that that is consistently what you're answering for them from a pain point point of view, and that you are consistently a solution, there's value there. And when there's value there, you don't even have to communicate that you should just pay for this product because it's not free and I'm not for free. And, you know, we got to pay for journalism. Yes, all of those things. But if you can explain value through experience and through your work, um, I think it becomes more than obvious and why anybody would pay for a subscription. So let's recap Angie's main tips for you, the journalist in the newsroom looking to develop an entrepreneurial mindset. Number one, give yourself permission to start and seek out specific insights from industry leaders on your hunch or vision. The two cents of an expert can help to validate, refine or challenge your assumptions. Number two, talk to non-journalists. This leads you to discoveries and perspectives you had not previously considered. After all, you don't just want to do what someone else is doing. That is not a sure ticket to sustainability. Going against the current in this way will make you appear as someone who thinks outside the box. And that's a good thing, to not just be a cog in the machine. And number three, personal career sustainability comes from within. You might be happy coasting in your newsroom role right now, but you could be hit by a redundancy in a year's time. What would you do in that event? You can safeguard yourself by starting to think about the other opportunities that you are naturally absorbing all the time. The stories that did well, the events which sold out, the audiences you are not reaching, and so on. Your role is the role that you define and carve for yourself. That's entrepreneurial mindset. That's a mindset that I would say really you know, helped me grow my career, even within a very defined corporate structure. And then now it's really helped build a foundation um, in which, you know, I am exploring very uniquely what forecast news is going to mean to a heck of a whole lot of people. Uh, because this is undefined space. And it is the comfort in which you live in discomfort that will set you apart. It will set you apart in the most tense and chaotic of times within breaking news and newsrooms. You will be the calm in the storm you will forge forward, you'll land that story every time. If you have 
the opportunity to just have a lot of fun and explore what this space means to you as an entrepreneur doing your own thing. No one is forging your path except for you. There is no playbook. Corporate is not a playbook. Uh, startup world, there is no playbook. This industry, there was a playbook. And that playbook is being redefined right now as we speak because all of you are here thinking differently. It is being redefined right now. But that's that's the exciting part is there's a lot of resources out here for you as long as you claim them. This was such an interesting and inspiring talk from Angie. There's, there's so many things I'm left with. But the main one, I think, is this excellent question that you can put to your readers. What frustrates you when you try to access this type of news? By understanding that, thinking up a solution that directly addresses it, bouncing it off industry experts and non-journalist colleagues, you can come up with something quite brilliant and unique. That, and only you forge your own career path. This is a powerful reminder that our mark on the industry is really up to us. If you like what you heard today, one, come along to the News of Wired sessions this week and next, where you can connect with all the experts and ask them your burning questions. That link again is newswired.com. Or two, check out more of our podcast episodes on Spotify, SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts by searching and subscribing to the journalism.co.uk podcast. Next week, we'll have another episode like this one, giving you the highlights from one of our best talks. But that's all we have time for today. I've been your host, Jacob Granger. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.